You're locked into This Is How, created by Liberty and Nominate, helping you access digital careers using tips and stories from the people working at some of the most influential brands, platforms, and publications in culture. For free content, resources, and advice to kickstart your dream career, as well as insider tips direct from our podcast guests and industry experts, head to our platform at thisishow.uk. My name is Boalia Newton. I'm a freelance journalist and editor and the founder of a women's basketball collective called The Hackney Gazelles. And occasionally I DJ too. My name's Alex and I'm a creative director and copywriter working in sportswear and fashion, having previously co-founded the publications The Daily Street and Crep City magazine. So on today's episode, we'll be meeting Stefano Figoni, who works as a senior data analyst at ITV. We'll be getting a lowdown on what a career as a data analyst involves, how you can get there, and what it's like to connect the dots for advertisers and TV companies. Stefano, Steph, welcome. Hello, what do you prefer? You. Can we call you Steph? Yeah, what would you uh, prefer? Yeah, Steph, everyone calls you Steph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That means that we're best friends now. Yes. Straight away. You're in already, yeah. Tell us about your job title, what it means, and who you work for. Uh, yeah, so as mentioned, senior data analyst at ITV. I think the main thing it basically does, obviously, with the world that we live in right now, it's very data centric. A lot of the, pretty much every company you can think of is using data and, is, and data is at the core of what they do. So I guess people like me uh, are basically trying to sort of prize that data and use it for important things, um, not only for the company, but for like matters around the world. So um, I think it's basically trying to manipulate that data, use that data, and then uh, bring it bring it to life. I guess that's the main thing that I guess my role entails, really. I'd like to think this is probably one of the more self-descriptive job titles we've had. Yeah, you definitely. You analyse data. Yes, is basically. Is it that simple? Uh, yeah, yeah, at its core, definitely, yeah. Put that into real terms for us. Like, give us an example. Yeah, the word analyze is such a broad term, really, and there's definitely steps within that. So I guess there's collecting it, which is one big thing, um, and it's almost always the painful part. And then you have the analyzing bit, which is usually the bit we're here for, the fun bit, the bit where we, that's where our skills sort of reside. And then there's, like, the presenting bit. Maybe it's visualization. Maybe it's, like, prizing the story out of it. Um, and then as part of that, there's... There's the sort of lesser known side, which is almost like the presenting of it. Um, so that's where you get to like almost tell the story yourself. So that, that's where you almost control the story of what the data is actually telling you. So, yeah, it's not only just sitting at a desk, uh, sitting at a desk, sorry, and like coding. It's multifaceted, right? There's loads of things within that that you do. Like So back to like TV. Yes. As we know that you mm. are working on something that I'm sure a lot of listeners are very keen on. Yes. I love Island. Yep. Talk yep. to me about data with Love Island. How does that work and how does the data you collect for Love Island then get used as part of that show? Yeah. So um yeah, so obviously it's very prevalent at the moment, right? Like it's it's just started. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. The first ever winter Love Island, right? So um yeah, um so that that is that's probably the most like interesting one because like Basically, when Love Island starts, it just blows up. Like, ITV as a company blows up. Like, it's, a, it's our biggest show. On my side, it's sort of trying to tell stories around the people who watch it and what they what else they watch. Um, We're saying data a lot. What, what are we actually collecting here? Yeah, it's mainly age and gender, really. They're the two main ones, I say. And then you say you're you're taking that and these learnings and then you have to turn them into stories? Yeah, so I guess we're using that data and trying to say, okay, can we describe this person? 
Um, so I guess, yeah, one thing we do is say, okay, you, you watched Live, Love Island, say, yesterday. And then we can say, okay, what was the last thing you watched before that? So maybe we look back into all your viewing history and say, okay, the last thing you watched was maybe a sports tournament. Uh, maybe you actually watch a lot of sports. So even though you watch Love Island now, we actually cl classify you as like a sports viewer or like a, a sports fan, e effectively. So that's one example, quite a basic example of how we like segment you in terms of what you're watching. But then in other ways, we could like sort of describe you as how often you watch and when you watch. So if you're like, I don't know, say if you watch stuff a lot on the weekend, rather than mid midweek, we might classify you as like the weekend viewer. So like when you watch only on weekends and you, you're, you're, you're the sort of person who sort of saves up your viewing for that time of year, uh, that time of the week, sorry. Um, and then you, we might, you, or we might describe you as the commute watcher. Like you save, maybe you download it and then watch it on the commute potentially. So you're that sort of person who uses that train time and then catches someone on Love Island the next morning. We see a lot of that with Love Island actually, a lot of like mobile viewing. Popular um, with the commuters, yeah. I watched it in Bordeaux. Oh. I just wanted to catch up. And then everyone was like talking about it, and uh, everyone was like, "Why you, not have a holiday?" You already knew this, though. Yeah, right? yeah I profiled you. You're joking. I did, I did, uh, no, uh, profiled so, my data. <laughs> exactly. The no, holiday viewer. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be allowed to do that. Don't worry. Uh, so, no, effectively, like, yeah, that that would actually come up in in the data as well as, itself as well, like, because um, usually, like, we'll see where you're watching it as well, like based on IP. Um, so we'll be able to say that you you watch it in say three or four different places. So you're like, okay, if that person watches it in three or four different places. They must be a commuter, right? You've you've painted that picture. You've worked out someone's a commuter. What, what does it mean then? Like, what are you using that data for? Yeah, so I guess like we're going to profile this user as like a commuter, right? Um, so what we can do is obviously I work with advertisers um, in terms of trying to figure out how we can like make their campaigns a lot more impactful. So say if it was someone like Virgin Trains, for instance, they want to like find new customers. If we know that that user commutes a lot. Um, especially if they're, let's say if their home postcode is not in London, it's in like, I don't know, oh, it's not in the main city, it could be just on the edge of Manchester, for instance, um, then we, we'll be able to know, okay, that this person's always on, on the move and they're a commuter, but they live outside. This could be someone that someone at Virgin Trains could actually say, okay, can we, should we put a marketing message in front of them to say, this is the latest deal we have? So it's companies, certain companies, that'll be an attractive like audience for them, or someone who's always at home, potentially, for a, I don't know, for a, uh, a company that supplies broadband, maybe they, yeah. they need like faster internet at home or something. So like, yeah, the, any audience has got someone that they, they can market to, I guess. Always wondered about Love Island specifically. Yeah, Does yeah. data influence the way in which um, the contestants dress? And does it influence what they like drink? That's a good point. Is it just does influencing it... the stuff in between the program? Right. Or is it also influencing the program? Yeah. So it will influence in terms of what they what they're wearing, and I guess who like who we select. I'm, I'm probably not at the moment. I think that's more of a creative. Not at the moment. Well, you never not like never like say never. <laughs> never say never in anything. I, I'd say especially with data, right? It's growing so rapidly. Like there's so many things that you can predict. You just using data alone, so I'm not gonna definitely rule that one out. But in terms of um, Love Island itself, like one thing um, that we would look at is say, so if we were to like um, run it for 20 episodes, for instance, mm. um, one year, and then the following year we see, uh, let's say we run it again for 20 episodes, we see a bit of a drop off towards the end. Potentially we shorten it the year after. So you look at those viewing figures and say, okay, maybe we shorten it, or maybe we have. Um, this in, this thing that usually happens in Love Island, I don't know. Let's say if they bring in a new contestant at a certain stage, that might influence the sort of the the pattern of the show potentially. That okay, maybe it happens a bit earlier, sort of retain users at more at a certain stage. So um, data has no influence on all of them wearing that same baseball hat. No, no, but but we do we have worked with that company um, itself 
to like uh, sort of help prove that that actually worked for them. Like I think the company that supplied the hats, for instance, um, like had a massive uplift in like sales off the back of Love Island. So like, it, like that sort of thing, we we can prove that being on Love Island works. Like in terms of just yeah, advertising to that audience, right? At eighteen to two. Because it's interesting those hats selling out. Like yeah. the minute they see people see that on Love Island and the data to yep. prove that is exactly. I mean, that's very valuable data. Is data very valuable as well? Like, yeah, I've heard there, there was there's a there was a phrase like data's the new oil or something. I might be misquoting it or something, but like if you think of the big four in terms of like Apple, Facebook, Google, and um, I can't remember the other one now. Amazon, Amazon, of course. Um, it powers everything they do, right? Everything they do. Every decision they make is based on data. Like, although the majority of those companies were born on the internet, which is effect- effectively fueled by data itself. So, in terms of the value of data, it like, yeah, it's it's beyond even my imagination. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like the backbone of everything. Now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. that's just going to get more the case. I was at this conference recently, and like they were uploading sort of like it was almost like test results. It was like the scanned. I can't remember what part of the human body it was, but it was like a scan of it. And it was using an algorithm to de- detect whether that person was likely to have a certain disease. And I was wow. like, I did That's not know. Mad. I did not know that a person with my skill set or like a lot more advanced, obviously, of my skill set um, could even help with that sort of problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I were to walk in and say, I want to be a data analyst, how talk me through a week. Yeah. Um, so one thing I will say, like, even within my role, everyone will have like a different week i'd say mine is maybe a bit more on the softer skill side in terms of the stuff the presenting stuff but in terms of my, me myself i'd say 15 percent of my week is usually the technical stuff so that is the coding so that well, when we say plat- it's usually the coding or it's the building dashboards potentially so that's using platforms like um sql it's not a platform it's a language sorry um and r or python these are all programming languages I might be using tableau which is a, a data visualization tool i'm guessing at some part during all of this you've got a make this data make sense to people who don't work with data right? 100% 100% yeah that uh, actually a lot of it is like back and forth with like stakeholders effectively people who are actually going to use the data so um, that's where we go outside of that sort of technical bit so there's about 20 maybe 30% where it's like you're either presenting, you're liaising with people, you're in meetings. Like we're in meetings a lot more than people think as well. Like we're we're constantly testing the data with like new people, presenting it, training it out as well. Like I didn't think part of my role would be essentially a teacher. If people don't understand the data that you're, you know, that you're coming to it, do you guys then in your team have ideas of being like, this data could be used for this specific way and this specific way? Um, do you get to pitch to these stakeholders? 100%, yeah. A lot of it, to be honest, a lot of it is like, we'll come up with like a basic outline of what we think it should be. And then like, um, it will go back and forth. So we'd sit with someone, a stakeholder, it could be someone in sales, it could be someone like, it could be someone like my manager, for instance, or it could be someone in product for to potentially someone who's actually building a product on ITV. Um, we'd sit with them, take them through it. They give us feedback. And to be honest, anything good that I've, that I've done in, in, in my career has not been just me. It's been like me working with an, uh, someone else in my role who, and then working with a stakeholder and then uh, testing with like external people, so like clients, then coming, then it's like a feedback loop. It just constantly evolves, evolves, evolves. Then you get this final product, which is completely different to what you first. That's cool. So it's kind of a lot of teamwork then, good. collaboration. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's definitely a lot more creative than I thought it was going to be. went to uni and did financial yes financial maths yeah yeah 
Was that What's like financial your, maths? Was that your beginning in it it's as well? It's basically um, maths, 80% maths and like 20% economics. Um, so easy then. Real <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, to run it, yeah. I, I, so I did it because I basically, so when you study maths, people, or when you really like maths, in my experience, people pushed you in two directions. It was either being a maths teacher or basically working in finance or being a banker. Um, there was or being an accountant, sorry, there wasn't really any in between. Like, and so I did the financial bit because I was like, oh yeah, there's money in that world. So like, I'll be like, <laughs> I love how literal that is. Financial money. Yeah, because yeah, because I, yeah, I guess at the time I was like, um, I don't know. I guess I, I thought I really enjoy maths and maybe I can make money from it. Um, and so I, and I didn't really think about yeah, like that, just doing maths, and, and I didn't really think that this area that I'm working in right now was even possible. I didn't even know about the area to be honest. I didn't know analysts existed in the sort of data world, especially. Um, so yeah, that's what I studied at uni. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't the maths for me was very enjoyable. The economics not so much. When did you discover that this existed then? On an interview, yeah. So really? uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, um, I I did a, I did a placement year um, as like an analyst, but it wasn't really a data analyst. It was like a it was it was more analyzing cost really, so it was more finance i I'd say. Um, and then um, I interviewed at my previous company um, for this. It was an analyst role again. I just saw the word analyst. I was like, that's good. Like I like analyzing stuff. Um, and then they then they pretty much showed me the sort of things I'd be dealing with and the sort of like how big the data I was working with and like the things I could do with this data. I was like, what on earth is this? Like this is just. <laughs> I'm just picturing Crazy. you like mind blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't know. And then like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know that it had such a variation. Like, I just assumed that people with my skills were just going to be sort of like spreadsheet guys. As in like, you know, as in like, uh, yeah, like accountants, which isn't, I'm not saying anything bad about that industry. Oh my God, you're shading accountants. No, 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 no. I'm oh, joking, I'm like, joking. No, 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 we, that, we need them. But like, um, but. <laughs> yes, we yeah, we really do. In my world, like I wasn't, that wasn't just for me. Like that wasn't for me. I, I tried, I tried a few internships in it. It just wasn't for me. Um, so that's, that, that's all I thought I could do with my skill set. Um, so yeah, when I went into the interview, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. Yeah, this is it. Definitely, I need to be in this world. It's cool that you managed to find an avenue because I think, like you were saying, a lot of people don't see the um, their skill sets within maths or within analytical sort of brains. Don't realise that they can do that with data. So you figured out how to tell stories with numbers. Actually, figuring out how to connect them to human beings. Hundred percent. Do you need to have gone to university? Um, I'd say I'd definitely say it helps. It's one of those things that I'd say it's definitely if you want to get like a graduate scheme to get in like a big company then definitely like naturally by definition you need to be you need to be at university. Um, but like it's not like it's not outrageous. I've, I've, I've met analysts who've not gone to university. Like I've, I've met I've, I've met a few of them at conferences and stuff. So um, could you do like entry level things and then build and up? Yeah. 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 There's definitely courses online, especially for like the, what I've just spoken about. This is R and Python. Yeah. Because um, some of those languages, especially Python, is used for other means as well. You can do that to build websites and stuff like that as well. Um, that, that that's that's just uh, so that can be you can definitely learn uh, just free courses online. Do you need to be a proficient in maths in order to be a data analyst? Um, so I'd say I'd say it helps. I'd definitely say it helps. But I think I think at its core, you need to be a good problem solver. Like you need to be, um, you you basically need to be obsessed by problem solving. I think that that at its core, is is what it is really. Um, so it it definitely does help. And and like it probably helped me get the interviews in the first case. Like. Um, but I'd say the role is changing quite a bit. 
like there's definitely different variants to it there's more a visual side so like um another part of my job is more the visual visualizing the data or you could really spec uh like be you can be the maths person so you could go straight and just be the technical person build the ai models build the machine learning stuff um do some statistical stuff you can really specialize in that area or you could be somewhere in between where you're more the people person you're more like the i'd say that i'd call it the go-to-market person you're more the person who like goes around the business and tries to spread it get people excited by it like that's what i part of my job is i have to say like try and make people excited um which again i didn't think i'd do that but yeah um makes so. data exciting don't, don't put yourself down steph we're, exci <laughs> no, no, we're no. excited to be in your presence i'm having a great <laughs> no, time yeah 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 everyone says that they don't know um no so <laughs> like um yeah no like so there's a hundred percent there's a whole like yeah there's there's so many different areas within this role that you can specialise yeah, in. It sounds like there's a broad skill set right. you learn 100%. on it or you need for it going into the job. Or? I'd say when I first started in this role, I came in as a bit of like a maths nerd. Um, and then as I got into the role, um, I that's when I first started learning all these like programming languages. Like I never even wanted to code before I came into it. Like, I didn't think I'd want to do it. But then I started doing it. I was like, oh, wow, the things you could do with this um, is incredible. Like the technology that we're using. And then like I started doing that. Um, and then randomly got put into like client meetings and then it's like then you learn how to present which is a big thing um and that's something i've tried to do i've actually sort of like done a lot more than maybe other analysts actually like the presenting side of it that's cool so so people are listening to what you're saying earlier and feeling a bit daunted about all the skills and all the yeah. software it's actually quite realistic to learn that as you go 100%. Oh, 100%. Like, er, 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 everything I'd say I've got on my CV right now is all learnt on the job, <laughs> if I'm being truly honest. Like, apart from obviously education, but as in, like, in terms of the stuff I've got listed in my CV, none of it was pre-sort of learnt at school or at university. A lot of it was on the job. Um, and it's like, essentially, at its core, my role is like problem solving. That's really all it is. Like, if you're really obsessed by wanting to solve a particular problem, um, like, you'll do well in this job because, like, You'll, you'll be obsessed to the point of, okay, I, I know I need to learn this language or I need to learn um, how to visualise this to get to the final goal. So you become obsessed by it and you just iterate and you bounce ideas. You go on the internet, you, you sit next to someone for like an hour and you keep going until you get to that thing. You're like, wow, I didn't think I'd actually build that. It's got to be pretty fulfilling when you actually crack it. 100%, yeah. 100%, yeah. That's um, really cool. So a lot of the software and the digital skills that you learned... Yeah. Um, that was all in job sort of. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's good. I've been very lucky that as well. I will say like I've had amazing like mentors and amazing people I've like worked alongside to people that I've who basically got those skills and then I've learned from them just sitting sort of like sitting with them, was, shadowing them. Like I was actually just about to ask whether it was like a case of you saying, oh, I think I need to learn this and kind of figuring it out for yourself or other people saying we recommend you go and learn R. Dropping that knowledge. Yeah. Really good. In. Well yes. done. Yeah. Yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> really That's good. It. I've got the job. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh my God, See are you interviewing? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's exactly it. Like, like so when I when I joined my previous company, basically some an two analysts joined my team just randomly. Um, it was part of like a company restructure. And then um, I basically... Um, just sat with them and I was seeing some of the stuff they were doing I was like how on earth are you doing that like and that is so cool like in my world it's really cool and then like uh, and then I, was, I sat with them and then pretty much was like okay if I wanted to get to this how would you do it and then like they'd show me something or they'd direct me and put me pushing me in the direction of what I need to do to learn it 
go gone off my own, do something, make loads of mistakes, like ridiculous amount of mistakes, come back, get feedback, and then it would just be a revolving sort of like process um, until I sort of then was like, wow, yeah, like I've actually sort of surpassed even what I thought I could do. So um, yeah, it's definitely, I'd say a lot of it is being around people that are just amazing as well. Like the people, even some of the people I work with now are just like, blows my mind how smart they are it's just ridiculous who are yeah. the people that help shaped you in your career like this is time to do uh steph's plugs right. shout out okay uh a few people oh, a few these people are gonna hate me so much okay uh <laughs> I, I don't oh god right he's like uh, don't play the music you know so the first person that comes immediately to mind is actually my current boss so um uh her name's lara islan she ba- she's basically my manager so she um she she actually uh, worked to me in my previous company, so I've worked to her for two different companies now. Um, she hired me from as a graduate um, and uh, effectively brought me into this role. So I actually started off a slightly different role in my previous company. I was more of like a revenue-related analyst. I was looking at sort of like revenue for our like, advertising area. And then she gave me the freedom to move into sort of the area I'm, I'm in now. Um, and she sort of basically let me play in this world and explore um so that's 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 the immediate person that comes to my mind and she'll hate me big time for even yeah oh. for bringing her up, big up, Lara. Yeah, um, big up her. and there's definitely uh yeah there's uh, someone at my previous company uh that i worked alongside her name's beth holloway she will hate me so much in fact yeah anyway uh so she yeah i worked with her effectively side by side in my previous company um and effectively yeah she's a re- she's a really good friend now um, but yeah, when I first sort of started working with her, I was just like a novice, uh, and well, I'm did, still a novice. To be honest, what did but. they do for you though, in terms of like helping you? How does it? How do you find a good mentor and realize, okay, this is a good person to stick by? Like, how do they? How do you feel like they teach you or nurture you? I'd say a person that allows you time, a person that allows you time to think and allows you time to like, gives you space to like, use your creativity, but also like, is just completely receptive to questions. Like, uh, both all those all these people that I'm mentioning right now, like, I, I I've annoyed them so much in my life. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of questions I've asked them, um, in my in in my life is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, like p- people are just you're just willing to help you at any any stage, but also allow you the space to go. Okay, you can own that. Like that's your bit. You can own that. Go for it. Like, mm-hmm. so it, they, they don't they don't try and steer you too much in a certain direction. They give you the space to to breathe, but also know when to chip in. So I'm guessing so, for the people listening to this, who you know, the takeaway there is also ask lots of questions, right? Hundred percent. Don't 100%. be worried about annoying people. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Ask stupid questions all the time. Is is my is my. That's your advice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially no, because it's basically what and, we do on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except, no, um, no, We're not afraid to. Especially, especially in data, because like there's some very basic things that 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 you're worried you're going to ask and people think you're stupid but it's not it's not stupid like and it's important to know a lot of details as well what would you tell your younger self now yep so i'd say before university i basically say like don't don't restrict yourself to what you think you're like eligible for in terms of your career like Yes, you you enjoy maths, but that doesn't mean you're going to do something you think is boring or something that you think is you're not excited by. That your skills will definitely be utilised by amazing companies and amazing sort of industries. Um, like yeah, I mean, look at Spotify right now. Like yeah. all the stuff they're doing. Like whenever I was at eighteen, I, I wouldn't look at that and think that's something I could actually get involved in. That's amazing. Like all the stuff that's behind this. Um, 
So yeah, I'd just say like yeah, please keep your 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 mind open and like yeah, just don't be scared to like go for stuff. What kind of resources do you use now that you think your younger self then would have been able to benefit from? So one thing I actually look at quite a lot is like a lot of um, things I've seen online recently is like what are the best data like visualizations I've seen in the last year, Um, and there's loads of like amazing even like. like articles that people have like written and they've done it in, in, and it's like a, almost like a da- it's like data journalism is like a massive thing now so like they've written like whole articles and then backed up with data and you can like follow this like interactive story um and it's all the back end is all like data that's been collected and data that sits somewhere but it's all like this visual uh place where you can like hover over stuff in it and then you click into it and it brings in this, this new page and it's so like i'd say I'd say Tell me what this thing is. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, like, yeah. What is it? Like, I, I, I could definitely forward, forward like links afterwards because, like, yeah, there's a whole this whole like amazing websites that just show the sort of like possibilities you can you can do. So, like, if I was 18, I'd my 18 year old self, I wouldn't go straight and say learn Python, learn R straight away. I'd say this is look at these amazing things that can be done, and then you probably then you start to look at like at like public data sets, and then then I'd say okay, now if you've got this public data set that's just available. Why, why not try and build something not th- to that level, but something of a good like level, something that's like really cool that you think is cool, um, using R, using Python, because you can do you can do all that stuff in. in those so levels. I'm getting the impression there's actually like a big part of this that's really creative in terms of like figuring out what kind of data you want to analyze and what yep. kind of learnings you want to make. Yep. Yeah. There's loads 100%. of people looking at that Spotify decade in review. Yeah. Probably aren't aware that that's that's data analysis 100 percent. i mean they'll first 100%. think oh that's not very cool but actually the results yeah. are like proper cool oh 100 yeah. and like and that'll feed back to the artists as well it, like I'm, I'm sure all these artists have data people around them that say oh no when you release your next record do it at this specific weekend because we know from spotify's data that that's a massive like yeah, it, it, it works both sides of it not only on our side but we see just oh yeah you've watched you, you listen to this person they'll see it as well they say this country they know they know who to market to they'll be like Say Drake for say if he's massive in I don't know Luxembourg. Do you, do your do your next arena tour in Luxembourg? That's yeah. apparently like a massive yeah. arena. Like in Spot, Spotify for you there is ridiculous. You think you think America's big? Luxembourg's huge. But like okay, that's a bad example. You know what I'm saying? Luxembourg's tiny. That's, this, I know, I know, I know. Everyone, everyone moves to Luxembourg just yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of the most random country in the world, but um, <laughs> he did well. <laughs> shout out to Luxembourg, but um, but yeah, no, like yeah, there's definitely there's loads of different angles to it. 100%. Are there any forums or any kind of specific? Hand- Hangout spots yeah. that anyone who's point. interested in being a data scientist yep. or data analyst can get a hold of. There's like so a lot of these conferences. Uh, so a lot of these conferences that I've been to in the past. A lot of them like just free, free signups. Oh, cool. We love free stuff. Yeah. Tell us yeah. more about that. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. love so, free. Um, for instance, the ones I've been to in the past is our so our our London. There's our London. I think it's called where you just sign up and it's a free. And I think the last last one I went to was at LSE actually. Um, in their building and you just sign up and it just you just get a, a line up of people who work for all these companies and they just show you all the cool stuff they've done in R. So you don't even have to like have the experience in it. You can just, if you're just interested, you could go along yep. and they'll show you everything. And it's pure networking as well. Afterwards, they'll have like a drinks thing as well. So like, or uh, And lo- lo- loads of snacks. So I'm, I'm definitely there. And for, for anyone who is like, what? That was the London School of Economics. Yeah. Head down there. Yes, for exactly. Some networking mo- moments. Everyone else who's like, I'm Can't not in London. Can't get there. Mate. Right. How, yeah. do we, how do we do that online? So, there, so there's that specific one is in Manchester as well. They do that in Manchester okay. as well. Sick. If you there. Um, and a lot of those, I think a lot of those, are sh- there's a lot of stuff shared online. So like, 
like I said, there's a lot of YouTube. There's actually um, a lot of like influencers influences in this area as well. So there's like people who are like, oh, I love that. Um, there's data influencers. Oh, big time, big time. <laughs> Talk yeah, to yeah, me yeah, about yeah, yeah. what a data influencer is. Yeah, these are people who are like massive. They're, they're basically. They talk at a lot of conferences, for instance. You see them at all the, like, the big data conferences. By like, the way, Steph has spoken at a lot of conferences. So are you slightly a data influencer No, as well? 100% not. <laughs> Don't even put me in that bucket, 100% not. <laughs> um, no, no, I've, I've spoken at one conference. That's it, that's it. Um, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you get all these people that uh, effectively are like celebrities in this world. So like, yeah, the, 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 when there's a lot of YouTube clips of them of like stuff that they've done um, and platforms they've built or like models they've built. Um, and yeah, you, you you'll basically be influenced by a lot of their stuff. A lot a lot of their like stuff is on that GitHub website. AI, I mentioned give us, earlier. Give us an example of like one person someone should go and check on YouTube. There's there's a guy who like I think he's called um, I think he's called Hadley Wickham, but he's like this sort of like guy behind R. Like there's a, there's a thing called R Studio, which is like the which is how you code in R. Um, and he like I follow him on Twitter, and he's quite interesting. Like he he basically. Uh, uh, he's been at conferences and shows people what's the latest sort of developments on our. Um, I'll need to follow up in terms of other people that I that I've. I actually know a data influencer that I follow on Twitter. Yeah, called Matt Powell. Do you okay. know him? No, he's um. Oh, this is very me. He's a, a sneaker data analyst. Oh right, yeah. okay, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. So what I love about Niche. him is you know when everyone's like, oh, Adidas are killing Nike. He's like, he no. comes in, and he's like, nah. Here's all the data. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he just like trolls people on Twitter using but with data. facts. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is yeah. really good in a in an age where we're living in where facts are manipulated quite a lot. You can hold the key to all the facts because data yeah. just doesn't lie. Hundred percent. Like one big thing, because uh, I'm like a, a big football fan. Um, the whole football area is like full of data right now. Like that's a, that's a huge. Uh, like, because you, you get you get actual data on like player movement, um, how efficient they are and stuff like that, and like people just completely smash other people's opinions just based on one chart that this yeah. like person's produced. Uh, so like sport, sport is. Yeah, have you seen the film Moneyball? Right, like mm-hmm. yeah. that whole movement in terms of a lot more science behind what people do in sport. That's another thing. That's an, that's another area where you can get involved in. Um, I saw a guy present at a conference who worked for Arsenal and like oh, that's the club I, club I support and I was just literally mesmerised. I was like... They were data yeah. analysts in, at in Arsenal. Arsenal yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, yeah. And they get, they get to like speak to players about their performances just based on data and stuff. I was like, wow. Like, Fantastic. Again, something I it's everywhere. Think, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere, trust me. Any New industry. way of interpreting the world. Data. So someone who's thinking, this is really interesting, I want to start out. What's the first bit of software to probably go and download and play with? I'd say um, R is really good to start with for me personally because it's. I'd say you can you can go straight into it and just play with you can you can create your own data sets and it's quite visual as well. So you can it for me when I when I first started it was quite it's quite intuitive because you can like do stuff with your data then click in the top right bit and then you can see okay that oh yeah that changed that column and then you can go okay I want to visualize it in this way and then it just pops up in the bottom right so all of it's on one screen. Um, and for me, it's it's quite and there's a, there's a whole online community Python as well. But I'd say R Studio is the first one I would use. Yeah, it's cool. just for me, it's nice and yeah, nice and simple to start with. But as as with all these things, they get ex- exponentially more crazy and difficult the more you want to do with them. But like for 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 the basic stuff at the beginning, they're fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah, you heard it here. <laughs> Go download it. It's free. <laughs> Crunch some data. <laughs> 
crunch some data. Is that a term? Yeah. Yeah, no, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do people cool. still say crunch data? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they still say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So head over to the This Is How platform if you want to hear more about how to become a data analyst, um, where we'll have options of courses, um, but whole wide on the platform, you're able to see what Steph is up to and what you can be up to through quizzes and a multitude of other things that can just figure out how you can either do this in music, in TV, in sport. Um, there's a whole field of um, possibilities because data is everywhere, which is really, really cool. And it sounds like it's just get, your role's just getting more and more important, right? I think so. It's kind of, you know, dictating how people coach football teams. Yes. How adverts are, or what adverts are shown to people, yep. how programs are done. Our governments are run as well. Like, yeah. You think of all the big Full power things. moves here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph's yeah, yeah, going yeah, for yeah. government. Like, yeah, I mean, how we end poverty. There's so, there's so many, I'm sorry. I'm like, Fixing I'm, world problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, honestly, like, um, th- th- this is how, like, we. Could, I'm sure there's ways to solve these big issues just using data like uh, climate change. The amount of data yeah. that, that research right. has gone behind that and proving that it's a, a thing, right? Like, that's data. A lot of the momentum of changing people's behavioural habits with climate change has 100%. come through data. 100%. 100%. So I think the the coolest thing about that is that if you're into maths or you're into problem solving, you can take this and use it for whatever your passion is. You're not pushed into one industry. That exact statement is spot on. That's exactly what I'd say to everyone listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, beautiful. I can yeah. retire now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just use it to work in a field that really interests you is what yeah. I'd say, yeah. Oh, yeah, my favourite bit, the CV. Almost forgot this time, can you imagine? So, every episode, we get our guests to fill out a little CV for us. Yeah. We are not allowed to see it until right now. I can't believe Steph's nervous right now. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's one particular go. Oh, yeah, this is going to, we're talking about career highlights. This is going to be one of them. Definitely, this is an important moment. This is clearly his career highlight. I hope you, I hope you took it very seriously. <laughs> Name, well, you got that right. This is a good start. Socials, if you want to find Steph, S-F-I-G-O-N-I on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Where that are we is open? on Instagram and Twitter, I think, actually. Yeah. Fabulous, two in one. Job, data analyst, correct, good. Company, ITV. Oh, best failure. Yeah. Forgetting good. my name on stage. Yeah. So what? okay, this is this is this is one of the the lowest points uh, in, in my in my professional <laughs> career. No, so I was talking about like uh, my presentation skills, maybe or the, or lack thereof. Um, in this definitely in this case. Um, so like this is actually the first presentation I did at my previous company, and like literally was starting to present. Uh, not really a client. But sort of like um, sort of like meetings, but more just like in general, like internal meetings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then like um, was at this sort of like graduate fair as representing my company, and like I was in I was in a line with other people, and um, the guy after me was called Fred. Um, so everyone was doing their bit, introduced, and then like saying uh, yeah, and now it's to the next person. And like I started, I I started my bit, and all I could think about was, okay, when you finish, introduce yeah. Fred, introduce Fred, introduce Fred. <laughs> so I was like, um, I'm seeing this. Coming. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Fred. No. And then like, <laughs> and then like, you know that panic. I don't know yeah, my yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, all right, just to say everyone, that's actually not my name. <laughs> I'm Steph. This is Fred. But anyway, okay, and then like, well, to be fair, I was like great after that it, yeah. in relative terms. I think completely broke the ice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, basically it became like a, 
a joke. So people started going, Fred Figoni, like, that was my full name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, and then, like, it became a running joke. Anytime I was going to do presentation, like, remember your name this time, et cetera, so, yeah, <laughs> as, you, as you expect, yeah. But, like, yeah, it was one of those, it was one of those, yeah. That's a spectacular great. one because not only were you in a moment where, like, oh, God, I'm embarrassed, but there were so many people witnessing that. Yeah. And oh, you man. rallied back. Well, I bet you learned a good lesson there that, like, Man, everyone's human, right? People yeah. Put a lot of pressure on those. Sometimes moments. you can be 100%. Fred. It's okay. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you need to get you through. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah! Wow. The final crunch point. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for this. Yeah. Steph. Yeah. Why should we hire you? Um, so alongside my data analysis skills, I am a sort of very. I'm going to say below Z list uh, actor yeah, as well. Hold on, you put <laughs> acting experience with Rachel Riley. So basically, if you want, if the company wants to do like a marketing campaign, I have I have acting experience. <laughs> okay. Uh, so at my previous company, they hired like Rachel Riley to like do this like marketing thing. Um, where it was like involving numbers and like what the company were doing. And, um, and the guy who worked for um, PR at the time basically said, do you want to be an extra? in this thing and I was like okay that's fine um, and I was like yeah I'll just be in the background like just chatting to people anyway got there and he was like um, yeah you're going to be the guy who comes in and you're going to interrupt her and say Rachel you got a talking part yeah and I was like I didn't I didn't say I wanted a talking part I just wanted to be the guy in the background <laughs> so like I, I was like I was backstage for a bit like there was, there was a whole thing like <laughs> I, I, was, I was there and then I, like I had a bit of a chat with Rachel during the interludes I was like oh like like <laughs> I, I was I was so nervous. I was like, asking her weird questions, like, "Is that your dress?" I didn't know what to ask. Like, <laughs> is that it was, your yeah, dress? yeah. Like, I was like, like, my chat, my chat was so bad. Like, I didn't know. What to, I, I thought my the nerves again. You know, when you meet someone famous, you think, "Hi, oh, I'm Fred." Well, <laughs> this thing, you think you're gonna have like amazing chat when you meet like famous people, but like, I just didn't know what to say anyway. And like, my, so my one word was, uh, yeah, like, I was, I was at the background, and then like, my whole thing was that like, I was gonna interrupt her because like, my, I had to act surprised to see her. So like, I was walking along in my office, and I look up, I was like, oh my god, it's Ra Rachel Riley, and I was like, Rachel, and I like, get my camera up. So basically, <laughs> I play, the, I play the part of a creep because I was like, um, I meant to like interrupt her and like try and take a picture of her. <laughs> And then she takes my phone and then just walks away with it, and then I just walk away. Thankfully, you're good at data analysis. Yeah, exactly. So you've got a good I don't know, back. man. I would, I would book Steph. It's, yeah, yeah. It's on YouTube. By the way, book him. Yeah. Oh, you're hired. Done. You've got Thank your you. second, no, your second role incoming. Sorted. Sorted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Oh, well, thank you for coming to have a little chat with us. You've been fantastic. Oh, you. You're definitely hired. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to This Is How, created by Liberty and Nominate, your essential rundown on figuring out a path into digital careers for the brands you love. Head over to our website to listen back to our other episodes, find the industry role you're most suited to, and discover free training to help you get the job you want. This has been really insightful. Thank you thank for sharing it. No, with thank us. you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Didn't Data think I'll be is everything. It's yeah. everywhere. <laughs>